0: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Read Between podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky and crazy stories through the power of improv. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan.
1: I'm your other co-host,
0: Lynn. And we are episode 9, baby. One, one more away from that big ol' episode 10.
1: From the big one o.
0: The big one o. We have almost made it to 10 episodes.
1: That's crazy. That is
0: crazy. We we probably hit we're at I think ten uploads over ten uploads now on our on our feed, but that's including the two apologies that we had to had to make months ago. Our public apologies. Our public apologies. Yes, but we're just about to hit ten actual episodes of the show, which is awesome. Awesome,
1: so, it's great. Yeah.
0: So, so first off, thank you for sticking with us this long to uh, to listen to the show and tell your friends about it. It's really awesome.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We're really, really happy to be doing the show. We really love doing it. It's a, it's a nice creative outlet for the both of us. So, so yeah. Episode ten, episode ten will be a cool one. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll even have a guest for that one. Oh my god. We can even have a guest. Oh my god. Ooh, you should stay tuned. Stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned to our maybe guest.
0: Yeah, stay tuned to find out who our guest may be. So, keep keep posted on our Twitter page at ReadBetweenCast. So do it, do it now. Yeah, do it now. No, no, keep listening, and then do it now. Yeah. And then
1: wait, you just made them do two things.
0: Subliminal messaging. That's what I'm doing. Oh,
1: yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who may be new to the show here, uh, or who haven't listened in a while, basically what we do here on the Read Between Podcast is we take suggestions from the internet, be it randomized story titles, weird articles that we find online with strange headlines, and uh, we create the stories behind them through the power of improvisation. Right off the top of the head, no scripts, no characters beforehand, no plot points to hit. We just create it right off the top of the head.
1: Right off the old dome. Right off
0: the old noggin.
1: Right off the old eggnog. Right
0: off the old egghead.
1: Right off the old egg butt.
0: Right that egg butt. That's the other end of the body.
1: Egg butt.
0: All right. Hashtag egg butt is yeah. Gonna be a thing
1: hashtag egg butt. Oh
0: gosh, now it's gonna be a thing.
1: Come here, you egg butt.
0: Oh god. All right. Well, all right. #eggbutt. What do you? So Lynn here, hashtag #eggbutt. Hello. Is gonna peruse the subreddit, not the Onion, and uh, find some strange headlines for us that we'll uh, then choose which one we want to make a story out of. You know what? For this week, why don't you take and sort the page by top posts from the year? Okay. Or top, actually top of all time. All time? Yeah, all time. We'll see what some. We'll see what. Some of the weirdest ones that come up are.
1: A lot of these are Trump.
0: Oh gosh, we don't want that.
1: Uber search for a female CEO has narrowed it down to three men.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that. That makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that was that was a whole interesting saga from last year, the whole Uber thing.
1: Yep. Man who mowed lawn with the tornado behind him, says he was keeping an eye on it. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's that's an interesting one. I, I he's like the tornado whisperer, but he's also like also
1: the, he was mowing his lawn. He's like, I'm keeping an eye on that tornado. I'm wa- it's okay.
0: Watching, watching you.
1: Ferry Ferry McFerry face to be name of new Sydney ferry after public vote.
0: Oh yeah, leaving anything up to a public vote, is the best. I oh that's that's a tough choice, but I like the guy. I like the guy riding his uh, his lawn. What was a lawnmower?
1: Oh, mowing his lawn mowing while his keeping lawn an eye on a, on a, a tornado. tornado.
0: Yes, I like that one. I like that one. So, uh, so let's tell that story.
1: So, Robert was an interesting person. He was one of those people where he would go on vacation, but before he went on vacation, there was always something he had to do around the house.
0: He had a he had a long checklist of everything. Everything that needed to get done.
1: And he... And it would have to get done before he went off. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. So, the one... One year, it was, um... Shampooing his lawn. He had to shampoo his lawn before he... Before he went off to vacation.
0: Shampooing... Shampooing a lawn. I've never heard of that. Neither have I. Is that a, It could be a real thing. I... I, I would, don't think it is. Are you sure? Yeah. I, I could have sworn I've heard something about that. Where, like, you can, like... You can do that. But maybe I'm wrong.
1: I... I don't think it's a real thing. Okay. Um...
0: I thought it was. I thought it could be. He
1: had to paint his living room one year before he left. Okay. Um, and then one year, he didn't even go on vacation because he was um, he was in the zone for a massive tornado. Oh. Yeah. And Robert being Robert, he waited until um, the very last day of evacuation where the tornado was right on the horizon. And as he's leaving his house, he has all of his prized possessions packed away. He starts going down that house checklist of his. Mm -hmm. Are my curtains washed? Are my dog's toys put away? How about my lawn? And he looks outside. And that lawn is looking rough. And he goes, well, can't leave just yet. And he goes in his garage and brings out the mower to start mowing away that lawn. And his neighbors think he's crazy. Like mm. His neighbors are just straight up like, Robert, you got to leave town, man. Like, this thing's hitting. And he was like, I'm ah, fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Robert,
0: Robert's robert been in the neighborhood for at least, like, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And all all of his, like, he's, his neighbors have all kind of, like, cycled in and out. So a lot of the people that live in the neighborhood now are kind of new to him and don't really have just kind of begun to understand what he's like yeah and um, they just they realize that there's no stopping Robert there's no reasoning with him. Mm. He's gonna do what he wants to do and we all just got to live with it yep so uh, so he goes out he gets on his riding mower, starts riding around, trying to beat the storm. he knows it's coming but he's still he's got to get what he, he's got to get done what he needs to get done before before he leaves so he's out there on his mower. And he sees he sees the funnel cloud forming in the sky. Granted, it's quite a bit of a ways away at this point, but he knows it's there.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, so the, every time he, you know, passes a row of of lawned lawn, mowed lawn, mowed I think lawn. is what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, he looks back over at that at that cyclone and he sees it getting bigger, getting stronger, coming faster. And still, he's got neighbors, the last few, trying to convince him to leave, to get going. He goes, no, it's fine. I see it. It's okay. I can beat it. It's all right. Not, I, I can do this. It's fine. And um, just as it's coming over the hill towards his home, is he done on his lawnmower. And now he has to race back to his car and get in his car and get going. So he gets to his car and he throws it in reverse and he starts driving away as fast as he can. But that tornado is, is right on the back of, of his car, right right at the bumper, saying hello. And the next thing he knew, he wasn't in his, in his car anymore. The, the car got taken up by the tornado and he was blown around inside the cyclone. And he had fallen out of his car. And in the distance of the cyclone, he saw, lo and behold, his lawnmower. So he starts, almost like Olympic swimming, yeah, in an air tunnel.
0: Yeah, it's know? it's like it's like going through going to those uh, simulated skydiving things,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: you're just hanging in the air, and you're just kind of like trying to swim your way through it, and, yeah, and work your way through.
1: And he makes his, his way over to his lawnmower, and he hops on board, and he goes, "You and me, kid." Gives it a good old hearty pat and he goes, we saw this thing coming miles away. We're going to make it through. And he um, gives the engine one tug, two tugs, and on the third one it roars to life. And with enough acceleration, he was able to uh, fly around the cyclone.
0: <laughs> on the lawnmower.
1: On the lawnmower.
0: And he's, all, the whole time he's flying around the, tor- the, the cyclone. He's just looking at, he's just doing this to it. I've got my eyes on you. I'm watching you. That's
1: going to be fun to edit out.
0: That's all, it's all he's doing, just, I'm watching you.
1: And and the uh, the cyclone almost roars back, you know, a, a retort. It almost is like, no, you're not. You can't stop me. I'm my own person. I know what I'm doing. It's fine. And Robert was very determined to beat this tornado. hmm so
0: he had already he had already completed his checklist and he wanted to go but he added another thing to the checklist which was beating this storm.
1: Yes. And so um, what he did is instead of flying with the wind he turned his lawnmower around and decided to fly against the wind, create his own cyclone to to, to cancel out the other cyclone. Mhm. So he starts going in the other direction, and at first, man, it is taking too long. Mm-hmm. It is taking him what feels like days.
0: His his motor was only six horsepower, so it was it was having enough trouble staying in the sky, let alone starting to create another cyclone. Yep. So he he just he cranked the gas on his mower and was just going as fast as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. starting to create another cyclone and he could, you could see it's starting to form it looked like a little water spout at the beginning and then as, as he kept circling and circling and circling it got bigger and bigger and bigger until it became the exact same size as the other cyclone and it was just two cyclones head on head head to head so it's it's two cyclones one against the other and it gets to a point where Robert's on his, on his lawnmower at the top of the cyclone and he's just, he's bearing down on this other cyclone. You can't, you, I'm going to beat you. I'm ready for my vacation. I'm ready to get out of here. I just need to get you out of here. And this other cyclone is starting to roar back. I, I'm not finished here yet. And granted, this is all happening on the middle of his street. Everybody else is gone, but yet they're actually at the other end of the street watching this whole thing play out. Because mm-hmm. it's super, it's just weird.
1: They're all looking over with their heads tilted over. and
0: They they knew Robert was weird, but they didn't realize he was so weird that he could fight a cyclone by himself on his lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets to a point where it's just this screaming match between between Robert and this cyclone that ends in, ends in them clashing. And you see the air starts to everything starts to go crazy around them. There's lightning, there's thunder, everything. And all of a sudden, a bright flash of white light happens and it's quiet it's quiet, there's no rain there's no wind there's nothing, you could hear a pin drop on that street and all of a sudden you hear out of the corner you hear out of the corner of the street the lawnmower comes back around and starts driving down the street with Robert on it
1: and he just starts waving to all of his neighbors who at this point are ecstatic. Yeah. You know, he he not only did he cancel out a horrible horrible storm but he prevented their homes from being knocked down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they're all cheering and and chanting, Robert Robert, "Robert, Robert, Robert, Robert." And and uh that's when with with the beautiful chanting behind him, Robert was able to lean down and take flight again. And he was driving his lawnmower over his town, waving a very kingly wave to them, as if to be as if to say, Hello, yes, I am your champion.
0: I am your savior. <laughs> the the end. end? The end <laughs> All right That was a weird one. That was a weird one. That was a strange one. Still had a happy ending though. Well, that's the one thing about our stories They usually have happy endings Normally Normally We try to keep it on the upswing They get really freaking weird though
1: uh, Welcome to our brains
0: Yes This is our brand our, our brand is
1: I said brains but if you want to go brand that's Well I, I meant
0: I meant to say brand I know you said brains Our brand is our brains
1: My brand My brand is my brain Yeah commercial?
0: Yeah I think it's time to take a break
1: Alright awesome
0: So we'll take a break We'll regather our thoughts. We'll, we'll figure out what the hell we're going to talk about next. And then uh, we'll be back with another story for you.
1: Hey, guys. Uh, Lynn here from the Read Between podcast. Um, not a lot of news that we have for you guys this week. I know we've been um, very headfirst with a lot of news as of late. Um, however, this week we don't really got much for you. Um, so I'm just going to sit here and plug our social media. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Read Between Cast. Um, normally we post you know whatever episode comes out that week Um, if there's any delays we'll tell you there Um, we're trying to get in the habit of posting more on there and being more of a presence rather than using it as like an alert system Um, because you know you don't need twitter to do that anymore because every other app alerts you when stuff goes on it Um, you can also find us on facebook at read between read between cast um and you can find us on youtube um i believe you if you just search read between podcast you'll find us there um and we are on you know most most podcast platforms which is like super cool if you know what i mean like you can go on podcasts on on your apple phone on your cool cool iphone and type it in find us we're right there um we're on Stitcher. I don't know how you look stuff I'm on Stitcher. I've never used it. Um, you, you can find us on Google Play. Who knew? Oh, my God. Google Play does podcasts. That's awesome. Um, and other stuff. we we're, we're, we're probably um, venture out more. You can find us on Pinecast. We're on Pinecast as well. Um, but we're trying to venture out more, trying to figure out what other platforms will work best for podcasting. So um, I'm sure if you stay tuned and listen more, you'll find out that... We will branch out as fast as possible. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, like I said, not a lot of news to report, so I guess we'll just tell another story.
0: Back. We're back from break. We had another good break, I'd say.
1: Uh, yeah, super, super good break.
0: super good break, super good
1: break. Yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, so now that we're in the second half of the show, Uh, For those who may be uninitiated, what we like to do here is I use a website named fantasynamegenerators.com where there is a book title generator. And what I'll do here is I will spin on a couple different genres and we'll randomly generate some book title names and we'll choose one that we will do our second story based on. So uh, so Lynn, I'm going to need your help here.
1: Okay, first book question. Yes. How do you get initiated into being a listener of Read Between?
0: How do you get initiated?
1: Because you—that's what you said. The uninitiated.
0: Oh, uh, that's a good question. Blood oath. What? Uh, yeah, blood oath. Spit shake. Um. Deed
1: to your house. What's that? Deed to your house.
0: Yeah, your first. Uh, you know, get make sure you're giving up your firstborn child. That's a. That's Not
1: a, to us though. No, I don't. I don't want your. kid. No,
0: to uh Apple and iTunes. To
1: Apple and iTunes. To the
0: podcast gods, basically. Yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Um you can send the deed to your house to readbetweencasts at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, just scan that just scan right over. Scan that
0: document and send it right over. You're then you're then you're initiated. <laughs> so yeah, that did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. All right. So Lynn, give me a genre you'd like me to spin on. Nonfiction. Nonfiction. All right. Spin, spin, spin. Uh here's one. Board of Maths. Maths? Maths. M- like, a like mathematics. Yes, mathematics. Okay. Yes, Board of Maths.
1: I, I understand that. I would fall asleep. Like, straight up, my, my teacher would have to, like, shake me a little bit after every um, class and be I, like, Lynn, you're failing. I, and I went, yeah, I know.
0: I was pretty good at math in school until I got to college. Then, yeah, it not went to shit.
1: I almost didn't graduate because I was so bad at math.
0: I had to take a summer class for one of my math. Classes.
1: I was in remedial. I, had, I was. I had to
0: retake my one math class.
1: I was in all AP and honors, but math, remedial, remedial math. It I was retook, horrible. I
0: retook Calc three in college because I got a D, and then I took the summer class and I got a C+. I spent fifteen hundred dollars on that class. Oh God. Yeah. But enough about school. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. Yes. Uh, okay. Next genre.
1: Sci-fi.
0: Sci-fi. All right. One, two, three. What do we got? Afraid of the moon.
1: That's pretty far away, but okay.
0: I mean, you still have reason to be afraid of it.
1: You're right, you're right.
0: It's a big scary thing that we don't know much about. Only a few people have been on it.
1: I mean, there's not a lot on the moon. How do you know? Have you been there? Have you? No. So how can you claim that there is?
0: Okay, fine. Never mind
1: what's the last um, genre
0: what's the last genre we have been on
1: adventure adventure
0: all right so so far we have bored of maths and afraid of the moon
1: mm-hmm. all
0: right one two three what do we see tortoise with gold
1: just like in his hand always
0: i guess <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna yeah i guess this turtle has opposable thumbs and okay so board of maths afraid of the moon tortoise with gold
1: I right, mean, I'm gonna need some help here. Yes. Which one do you like most?
0: I kind of think Board of Maths would be fun to tell.
1: Board of Maths. Yeah. That's basically my high school career.
0: <laughs> Lynn, this is not that wasn't biographical. Not suppo- Well, it's nonfiction. It's, it's
1: nonfiction, not, but it's
0: not supposed to be biographical.
1: Yeah, but it's nonfiction.
0: <laughs> what do you, What do you like?
1: Um, I'd rather not relive me almost not graduating high school. So. So. How about
0: Afraid of the Moon?
1: Okay. Afraid of the Moon.
0: Afraid of the Moon. Ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, afraid of the moon. The year is 1975. We are a few years removed from first man landing on the moon. Prosperity for the space program is at an all-time high. Everybody is super invested and interested in the program. It's, you know, we've we've crossed into uncharted territory. We've We've made progress that no man has ever made before. However, there are those that uh, there are those that were skeptical of our passages to outer space and beyond. And uh, there was one person in particular? One person in particular who uh, who was vehemently vehemently against and and ultimately afraid of any of these uh, these expeditions.
1: Yeah, Penelope was not into the moon. No, she was not on game with everyone else.
0: No, and we should we should uh, we should preface this. Penelope uh, is Penelope Armstrong. Yes. Penelope Armstrong, uh, cousin of Neil Armstrong.
1: Didn't get along very well. No,
0: no, they were they, they were on they lived on different sides of the country. They didn't really talk much. No, nope. but uh,
1: she just wasn't into the idea of messing with the moon. She believed ever since she was a young young girl that things that are out there in space are out there for a reason. You know, whether it's extraterrestrial life or, you know, just straight-up danger that humans are putting themselves in. The way she saw it was, it's out there, we're in here, let's stay here. Mm -hmm. So when... We started traveling to the moon when we had all of these expeditions to find out more about space. She was just like, nah, man," and that's how she started the Anti Moon Brigade. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, yeah. the, A- the AMB for short. Yes, the amp. The amp. Uh, the amp was dedicated to all things non moon. Yes. Everything that you could, everything that could be done, that was not related to going to the moon. Was was all fair game in that in that organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they were totally cool with the sun. They were cool with you know learning more about the sun, but the moon.
1: because the sun you can't go to. You can't go to you because gotta just you'll observe die. It. Yeah, yeah, you'll
0: die. So um, other planets that are outside of our galaxy that we wouldn't be able to reach. Fine, absolutely fine. But the moon.
1: No, nope. absolutely not. Don't mess with it. It's
0: too close. Mm-hmm. It's way too close. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was Penelope and and a few other people who just also happened to be all cousins of uh, of other astronauts. Yeah. So you had uh, so you had Rebecca Aldrin, Becky Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think third cousin. Uh, you had gosh, John Glenn's cousin. I think that was her name was like uh, Andrea, Andrea Glenn. Mm. I think yeah. Yeah, so it was it was just the 3 of them to start off with. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it didn't get much bigger than that, but uh,
1: No, they had some people who would join and then die off. Yeah. Not like physically pass die. away, but like just not be into it or
0: or they or they got kicked out because they then joined NASA. Mhm.
1: They were like, "Man, but space is cool." Yeah. And they just, you know, fucked off kind of situation.
0: Fucked off to the moon.
1: Fucked off to the moon,
0: specifically. Specifically to the moon.
1: Um, And Penelope was just, she felt as if she needed to show people why they should be afraid of the moon. And she figured out that the best way to do this was to overcome her fear of the moon. Mm -hmm. So this is when she came up with the idea of joining NASA attempting to get on to the next journey to the moon, Mm -hmm. bring her own camcorder, which, how is that possible? Don't ask me. I don't know. But bring her own camcorder Mm -hmm. and film what she found on the moon. So this was a very, very long, long uh, plan in the making. It Mm -hmm. took over a decade, probably, Mm -hmm. I would say.
0: Well, yeah, because it involved her having to, like... Having to sneak into NASA facilities mm-hmm. and you know uh, obtain copies of certain documents so she could know how to get in and out of buildings, you know who to talk to, mm-hmm. um, you know steal outfits to make her way through the buildings to get towards the get towards the ship and get towards anywhere she would need to get to. It, it was a long, and arduous process, and a lot of time and effort and planning went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, until she, you said it took about a decade, so it was around. I want to say. August of 1986. Yep. August of 86. Um, Penelope decided that this was the time. Everything's in place. I'm all set. The next mission is next week. I'm hopping on that. I'm hopping on that rocket.
1: Just casually hopping. On just it.
0: casually hopping on that rocket, and I'm going right to the moon, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. So launch day comes. Uh, she manages to. Uh, she gets to uh, Cape Canaveral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she gets down there. I Cape Canaveral is where they launched the rockets from,
1: right? heard the story, let's say yes.
0: Yes, they launched the they launched the rockets from, did somewhere in Florida, somewhere in the United States, where they launch the rockets. We're not we're not geography majors, folks. We're podcasters.
1: This is this is government information that we are not supposed it's to. It's classified
0: information. And
1: if we tell you the truth, we'll get shot.
0: Yeah, so we don't we we actually have red dots on our chest right now yep. as we're recording this. So. Uh,
1: so if if, be if there's no uh, episode next week, that's why.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so so with that, so launch day comes. She is she's getting she's making her way through through the NASA headquarters building, making her way towards the launch pad, when all of a sudden, a new security guard that had not been there at all in her time scouting the place, uh, happened to stop her. His name was, his name was Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill, uh, Bill was a new guy and Bill was one of those guys that, you know, he's new and he's trying to make an impression. He's trying to not, trying to not fuck it up. Yeah. So he can, you know, keep this job because it's a good paying gig. It has to pay as well. Government mm-hmm. job. So he didn't want to lose that gig. Um, so he sees, he sees this woman that he's never seen before. Yeah. And yeah, he sees her. He stops her and he says, what, what are you doing here? You're. I never seen you around here before. Where'd you get that space suit?
1: And she looked at him and went, "I don't know. Where'd you get that security guard
0: suit?" Bam, 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 bam. I'm sorry. This is the '80s. That that that, that hasn't that, happened. That yet. hasn't happened yet. No. Um. <laughs> but uh. But he. He kind of backed down after that, although he still kept an eye on her, um, because at one point he noticed that she was walking away. It happened to be a tear. In her spacesuit.
1: It's a small
0: tear. But she was running past him so fast he couldn't stop her. But he he kept that in the back of his mind as she ran off and continued her journey towards the launch pad.
1: What's his name again? Bill. Bill also was the only one who noticed it. Yeah. Right? So like she gets on the the rocket, no problem. Mm-hmm. Meets the other and the astronauts. They don't ask any
0: questions. No problem. Well, the main reason why nobody asked any questions was she already had her helmet on. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that nobody could tell who she was, she the uh, the glass front on it. She had smoked it out. She had put a she tint She put a blo- <laughs> she put a dark smoke tint on it so nobody could see her face.
1: The she, only she downside, could see out of it. The, oh, well, the only downside I'm going to say is like she kind of had a hard time. Yeah. Viewing things. Yeah,
0: like she, like she went to, uh, she went to walk onto the launch pad, but almost fell off the bridge. Walk to get into the point to get mm-hmm. into the rocket. Like
1: she could see shapes and figures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay,
0: but uh, <laughs> but uh, fine movements. Yeah, not really. Uh, not really ideal with the smoked out <laughs> space helmet. It's like like when you see NFL players with the smoked out visors. Oh, my God. Except it, hers covered her whole face. Her
1: entire face. <laughs> her
0: entire face, not just her eyes. You
1: know, it wasn't, like, the best idea, but it's no. what she had.
0: It's what she had, and it's what she thought would get her through without any issues, which mm-hmm. it did, yeah, I mean, surprisingly. Yeah,
1: work, and then she just kept her helmet on the
0: entire Yeah,
1: side. yeah. She didn't eat in front of
0: anybody. Yeah. NASA security was very lax back in the 80s. Yeah, apparently. She actually was the reason a lot of security policies changed at NASA. Yeah, I, have,
1: yeah. I believe it.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, she makes her way onto onto the onto the rocket. And uh, going through the pre- pre-flight checks, she's stumbling her way through it. All the other people on the rocket are, you know, pushing their buttons and getting everything set up. She's just like, "Gotcha. Yep. No, uh, no I'm totally cool back here."
1: I'm just gonna, um, I'm just gonna check out the beds. Yeah. How you know the bed situation's like?
0: Yeah. Uh, also, food. Uh, we food. What do we got?
1: Anyone want nachos?
0: Yeah. Anybody? Uh, I got some soup. I, I. Brought a thing of
1: got some dehydrated
0: soup. <laughs> no, actually, because she because she's not actually an employee of NASA, she didn't even realize that you had to like dehydrate dehydrate, dehydrate food. So like she brought it. She brought like um she brought like a can of soup. She brought like uh, she brought juice bottles and everything like that. So yeah, she's Close uh, her heart. Yeah, she's not. She wasn't. <laughs> Folks, let's just get it out there. She was not the brightest one in the... She was not the brightest bulb, bulb in the In world. all
1: fairness, though, she was the only one there who had, wasn't, like, properly trained for this, you True. know? like She was kind
0: of she, it. She was faking, faking it. it. Yeah. <laughs> faking it. Faking it, yeah. Faking it until you make it. But no, as they're as they're getting ready to hear the countdown to blast off,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all of a sudden, Bill, the security guard, you see him running across the launch bridge towards the door of the rocket. He starts banging on the door. It's like, hey! Hey, hey! I I need to talk to the one with the smoked out helmet.
1: So like, I mean like the rocket, the engine is starting. Yeah, the
0: fire is starting to build underneath this rocket.
1: Like, like he should probably get the hell
0: out. Yeah.
1: So uh, they 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 go, they open the door.
0: They don't even stop the engine. They, they don't just, even
1: stop the engine. No. They're just like, all right, buddy, let's hurry this up. Come on, you got fire literally right under your butt. Yeah. Let's go. Like, what do you need from her?
0: Uh he, he says, This one has a tear in her suit. She you gotta see she's not gonna last at all if she's if she's got a tear in her suit. So they everybody turns and looks at Penelope, and they all uh, they all say, Well, I mean, is this true? She gets up, she still does not take the helmet
1: off. No, no. She
0: she needs to keep up appearances at all costs. Mm-hmm. She gets up, turns around, and and of course there's a tear there.
1: Of course there is again nothing stopped rockets are still going
0: yeah
1: this this is this this rocket is like shaking because uh-huh. it's ready to take off and she's just like what do I do what's what's gonna happen to me mm-hmm. I don't I'm not ready for this
0: well <laughs> unfortunately for her um, all of the other uh, all the other pilots and all the other uh, engineers on board mm-hmm. said, What's the big deal? We have, like, a bunch of other spacesuits on here. You'll be fine. She's like, oh, shit. And uh, at that point, the, the you hear from Houston the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: So to keep Bill from catching on fire.
0: They, no, Bill, Bill was in the rocket.
1: The, yeah, he was yanked in. Yep. The doors closed, and they shot off into space.
0: All all 12 of them, including Penelope and Bill.
1: Yep. And uh, I don't know how long it takes to go to space. Do you?
0: Um,
1: three days. So three days pass, and they're at the moon.
0: I mean, in those three days, uh, Penelope and Bill were, uh, were trying to adjust to life in zero gravity. Uh, Bill especially, because he had zero.
1: Neither, ex- neither did
0: Well, she had she had at least obtained documents and had read up a little bit. Mm -hmm. There were some things she didn't know, but Bill had no clue what he got himself into. That's true. Um, He he experienced a lot of uh, of zero g sickness, which uh, barf everywhere. Barf everywhere. Unfortunately, Um, that is unfortunately that's what led to having to uh, having to like waterproof everything inside of a spaceship. There were a lot. There were a lot of things that changed after this whole escapade yep. within NASA. It mm-hmm. was, it was a real problem.
1: Oh God, you have no idea. Yeah,
0: NASA, NASA really had to tighten things up after this.
1: Yes. So, uh, three days pass, mm-hmm. and they're at the moon, and uh, the rest of the astronauts kind of agree that like Bill has been through some shit, mm-hmm. and they feel like he should at least be able to like walk on the moon for a second. Mm-hmm. So they put him in a spacesuit. And they sent him out with Penelope. They say, "Okay, you're gonna go out with astronaut Penelope."
0: Because they eventually, they eventually found out her name. She had the, to give
1: it away at some on volume. like day two. Yeah, she had to. Um,
0: well, they well, what happened was um, Penelope was was screaming inside of her helmet because she was uh, she was freaking the hell out about this whole thing. How she got a whole, somebody else that was totally uninvolved. She was
1: screaming her own name. She was
0: screaming. She was screaming her own name. So somebody had to put on like one of their giant space gloves and punch the front of her helmet out. So they would be like, stop screaming.
1: Well, that also led to her having to get a new helmet.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so her cover was her blown. Her cover was blown. Um, and, and pretty much and the glass was in her face.
1: Well luckily the zero G, she just had to kind of like brush it. Yeah,
0: it just ca- yeah, exactly. But then like
1: they had to clean that shit up. Yeah, oh not God. Easy.
0: Yeah. Bill accidentally had a piece of glass fly into his face as he was sleeping. Like,
1: Oh, like when he was snoring? It was he was snoring, right his yep, nose.
0: yep, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So they tell Bill, okay, you're going to go out with astronaut Penelope and you're going to do a little space exploring. And this is when Bill learned the truth about Penelope. Mm-hmm. They get out there, Penelope has her camcorder, and they're walking around and Bill goes, hey, no, no, none of the other astronauts have... have camcorders why 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 do you have camera out here and she goes because I I'm a filmmaker <laughs> and you can tell just by like the tone in her voice that she's lying through her teeth mm-hmm. and he goes all right you got you gotta tell me the truth we are miles and miles away from home it took us three days to get here what's going on and then she tells him she sprayed the moon there's reasons to be afraid. She's part of the anti-moon brigade.
0: She's um, the only one at this point.
1: Only one. They all were like, all right, fuck it. It's it's a moon. Yeah. And she, she told the truth. I'm here to discover what's really on the moon. That's it. And he goes, all right, well, now that I know I'm involved in this crap, so get your shit and let's go. And so they start traveling. Well past the the area that they were supposed to travel they just kind of kept going until they found something interesting
0: yeah because they were they were tethered to the they were tethered to the lander Mm -hmm. but uh but by that point they had like pretty much broken it Mm -hmm. and it was just dragging behind them
1: eventually they come across this cave moon cave and moon
0: cave yes a moon cave where they uh where there was of course moon rocks which you find on the moon uh but there was also there were footprints that were not The footprints that they were making with their spacesuit boots.
1: No, in fact, they noticed that, like, it was an an actual foot with toes, so it was someone who was not even wearing shoes. Mm -hmm. So they keep going, keep going, the entire time Penelope has her recorder on. Mm -hmm. And um, they get into the back of the cave, and they hear noises. And just with a little shimmer of light, even though there's no light. Um they they see an extraterrestrial ter- human being. His
0: his skin was grey. Not
1: human being, but a being. Yeah.
0: His his skin was grey as we, we tipped, well, we we typically think green, but it was actually grey. Gray like the moon. Yeah. His eyes were very big, he had very big pupils. His arms and legs were very long and lanky. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty much what you would think a typical alien would look like.
1: So while Bill kind of, um, shrinked away in fear, Mm -hmm. Penelope saw this alien, and it was like love at first sight.
0: She fell in love.
1: She, that, that, it's almost an understatement, really. Mm -hmm. You know, head over heels for this alien. Mm -hmm. And this alien, you could tell, was into Penelope. Mm
0: -hmm. Like he, like... You could see him,
1: uh,
0: obviously swooning over her.
1: And uh, that's when Penelope let go of her, her camera, and Bill grabbed it and tried to grab her. And Penelope was like, "Come on, Pen- Penelope, we gotta get out. We got, we gotta go tell someone about this. This is crazy. This is just Google bananas." And she was like, five more minutes." And and Bill was like, "No, we gotta go now. Na- we gotta go now, girl. We gotta go now." And she was like, okay, whatever. And no matter how much Bill tried to coerce her, into going with him mm-hmm. wasn't happening. Yeah. so We left her there.
0: Bill went back to the lander. Everybody was wondering, what the hell happened to Penelope? Where did she go? Bill's like, some alien-, some alien person took her out. I don't know, it was some-, some gray guy with long arms, long legs. And at this point, they just thought Bill went crazy. Penelope died somehow and they just grabbed him, threw him back in the lander, and left. They're like, We've wasted enough of our time here. We need to go. We're done. And that's they left Penelope on on the moon.
1: Penelope has never been seen again.
0: NASA has pretty much struck most of this off the record.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: this mission basically never even happened.
1: They did eventually see the tape, because mm-hmm. Bill did grab her camcorder before mm-hmm. she ran off with an alien mm-hmm. um, and they did see that this alien may or may not exist mm-hmm. you know depending on the shapes that they yeah. saw and so even that that VHS tape that's uh, stowed very deep in uh, NASA yeah they won't let anyone go near it the end I guess. the end the
0: end this end. is
1: kind of a long story yeah
0: NASA's got some weird history.
1: Yeah, we got red
0: dots on us again. We, yeah. <laughs> we got. It's okay. It it's okay. We're done. We didn't like going to any of the other classified stuff. We're good. We're good. You can, you can put the rifle down. It's okay. You want some tea? I don't think so. Cal-
1: calm calms you down. I got some oolong. I got a box full of tea. You want some tea?
0: I don't think they want any.
1: I don't think they want it either. I think just want us to just fucking sign off. Yeah, get
0: the fuck out I think of we should here. sign off.
1: All right, so uh, what are you promoting this week, Evan?
0: Uh, so this week uh, I'll promote my Twitter page, which is at e underscore Williamson ninety three. You can follow me there. Uh, tweeting a lot more now that it's playoffs for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good time to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. If you're an Eagles fan, follow me, and I'll be talking about football there. Yeah, that's it. But you can check me out uh i perform with an improv comedy team in bethlehem pennsylvania called family laundry we perform every second before saturday uh at steel stacks in bethlehem pa part of the improv comedy power hour uh, our next show will actually be saturday uh, january 27th as part of the steel stacks improv comedy festival which is a two-day improv festival at steel stacks with a whole bunch of teams from all across the u.s and canada um, we got a lot of great teams coming in, headlined by The Law Firm and North Coast, two really awesome New York City improv teams. So for more information on that, you can go to www.steelstacks.org, and you can find information on both the Improv Festival and Power Hour there, as well as all the other comedy goings on. Uh, yeah, and
1: I think for the festival... the Tickets are not too steep.
0: Yeah, uh, tickets I want to say are like twenty five bucks or like maybe twenty bucks on Friday. But they were like
1: twenty on Friday and yeah. twenty
0: five on Saturday, but you get a, it's everything. It's yeah, know, it's Friday for that day. Yeah, Friday goes from I believe six p.m. to one a.m. and Saturday goes from I want to say eleven a.m. through one or two a.m. So yeah. there's a lot of shows going on over the course of that time. So yeah. So, yeah, make sure you go check it out. Get your tickets. Hopefully we'll see you there.
1: Um, I'm just going to, you know, give you guys my Twitter handle. Um, yeah. At Ann Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. I tweet a lot. And whatever I do on the internet, I normally tweet about it first. Um, I also stream occasionally on, on Twitch. And that's twitch.tv slash Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Feed me bits. Stick around for fun times. Keep her It's keep me alive and you know a couple bucks don't hurt yeah um Um,
0: one very special announcement we have uh regarding the podcast regarding next week's episode
1: yeah
0: uh we've talked before about having some guest storytellers on the show uh and next week we will have our very first guest storyteller for our 10th episode uh and our guest storyteller next week will be our good friend justin passino yeah, Yeah. Justin is a local improv comedian here in Bethlehem, PA. Uh, he performs with the team Staycation, uh, and he's also uh, he's also part of a whole bunch of other sketch comedy as well that's coming up in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, and he's also trained with the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York City and has uh, performed there over the course of the last few months. He's an awesome comedian. He's a great friend of ours, and we're very excited to have him on the show. It's
1: going to be a good it's time. Gonna be
0: a lo- it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you check back next week. It's our 10th episode. Holy shit, we made it to 10. Crazy. It's going to be crazy. So make sure you tune in. Um, We've also got a whole bunch of other guest storytellers lined up over yeah. the next few months. We
1: won't give anything away yet. Not
0: yet. But uh, also, stay stay tuned. We've got a really cool Valentine's Day episode in the works
1: hopefully wanna, can, we can get this going yeah coming
0: up real soon so stay tuned for information on that in the next couple weeks but uh but in the meantime get ready Justin will be here next week it's gonna be a lot of fun we're really excited for it uh, but yeah I think that does it for this week
1: so yeah. um goodbye enjoy your week enjoy your Monday
0: enjoy these stories um hope you enjoyed these stories
1: check out our shit
0: yeah check out our Facebook check out our Twitter check out our YouTube check out uh check out iTunes check out uh, Stitcher, check out Google Play, search Rebetween Podcasts. You'll find this pretty much anywhere. Pretty much. Pretty much. So
1: All right, until well.
0: next week, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye.